All right, what's up, guys? It's Will from here at Res Roots. This is a special podcast. I want to just really just thanking God for this opportunity, you know, just to be here at Warrior Leadership Summit, spending time with uh, many of my Native American brothers and sisters all around the U.S. And I would introduce them, but I would like them to introduce themselves. And when you guys want to go first. What's going on? We're so. I'm sorry. I know. I just felt like Will was being really calm and like chill, and I was like, "Is he doing jazz radio?" Because I love it. Like ASMR. Um, <laughs> ASMR. Yeah, yeah. I, wanna, I love it. It's great. My name is Marty. This is Fern. Yes, and we're um, Social Club Misfits. We're man. Social Club Misfits, and uh, yeah, we make Christian hip hop music, and uh, we're based out of South Florida. We've been doing this for 10 years. Is that 10th year, Will? Yeah, 10 10th year. Yeah. And uh, man, we've been so privileged. It's an honor to. I really think about this every day. How much of a privilege and an honor it is mm-hmm. to be able to do this and provide for our families and so forth. And also like the idea that what we're doing now has been something that we've been praying for for years. And so, you know, sometimes I think when you get uh, what you ask for, it, you, you can get too comfortable and be like, you know what, um, I wish it was better, but this is what we prayed for. And so I, I really believe that we're in a little literal miracle. And so we're so happy to be here. We are. Where are we exactly? Well, we're in we're Car- uh, Carlinville, Illinois. Carlinville, yeah. Illinois. Yeah, yeah. There's yeah. um. So it's like basically if you. I don't know if any, I don't know where you are right now in the world, but if you walk outside, <laughs> there's a sizzler. Outside. There's a sizzler, <laughs> and there's a, a bunch of goats and like cows and like I, I was sitting outside. I almost fell asleep. Yeah. And uh, there's just birds chirping. It feels amazing. And uh, yeah, we're just happy to be here. We're performing tonight and uh this is the pre-show podcast with will what's the name of the podcast by uh, the way? it's called res roots res roots like, i love it you know like uh how we call our places reservation, reservation. Yeah. yeah so res and roots so we it's incredible you know. i live in hollywood florida uh right next to the seminole indian reservation yeah 64th Avenue, oh Sharon wow Street. i grew up with seminole indians my whole life so i i've been to the reservation a few times it, ironically enough it's locked up now like you um you have to go through a guard gate, super private now. It used to be open to the public back in the 90s, but it's not anymore. But um, shout out to all my Seminoles in Florida, man. Much love. Yeah, I was, I was gonna ask you guys, what was your, like, uh, I asked that first. What was, uh, how did you come to know the Lord and how did he come into your guys' lives and how did you guys uh, come together and yeah, I'll, we'll break that up in several yeah. different answers. I'll let you know how I came to the Lord. Um, I'm a pastor's son, so uh, I was born in the I was born into the church situation. My dad's a pastor, and my mom, uh, you know, as well. And uh, you know, they they led me to Christ. They introduced me to Christ through uh, through living a, a godly life. They showed me the example. And uh, you know, I played the drums at church. I did the sound at church. I did you know what a lot of pastor's sons do. You know, um, you just try to help out and do the best you can growing up. But you know, one thing that I like to always say is that a lot of people know my story. Even though I went the other way later on in life, I always thank God that I was blessed with Christian parents to install, to install that GPS. Uh, I like what I like to call it, because I knew where to come home to. When I when I got when I got my wits right, you know, once I realized, you know, I had to go to prison. I had to go through a lot of stuff that somebody like, what well, you would say, somebody, what, what? When I was in prison, people were like, what? You're in here? How? But you know, at the end of the day, I just thank God that. I was able to come back home. I'm, I'm like the literal living prodigal son story, both of us, you know, what we went through and the things that we had to go through to come home. 
are things for albums, movies, and I think that's probably why we do music and constantly telling stories as storytellers because God has done so many things in our life and we, we just need different platforms to always tell a different story. So music has been that for us. But I just thank God I had a praying mom, a preaching father who led me to the Lord early in life and I was able to come home uh, even though I, I went my own way. I just thank God for that. Yeah. Uh, by the way, I just want to tell you, it's, I, I love being in this back room because it feels like, wow. if you've ever seen The Wire, have you seen the movie, TV show uh, The Wire? I don't think so. Okay, so that. it's a show in Baltimore, and there's a, like, there's, a, there's a scene where they would, if you're listening to this, there's a show called The Wire, it's on HBO, and it has, like, it's funny, because like, when they kill people, they put them in this room with this light, and it's like, this like weird, so it, just imagine we're in the back of like an abandoned house. This is what it feels like over here. It's amazing, I love it. There's chairs stacked up, there's guys trying to impress girls by putting chairs out for the ladies. It's just amazing over here. But anyway, yeah, so uh, me and Fern met at a radio station, but before that, um, I got saved around 18, 19, um, and I started working at a church uh, Instantly, I don't know how that happened. I was really responsible it's on those Latin pastors. Way. Yeah, very know. Latin way. Like Latin you're just you're the, you're an adult. Hey, let's now you're you can hit. Yeah, you're now <laughs> they just they're like we need people. So it's like just go do this. And so I uh, I became like a youth pastor. And so they put me to Bible college, the whole thing. Um, but my uh, pastor had um, moral failure, failure and uh, kicked us, kicked me and and staff members off in the middle of church, and was like, I, you know, you guys aren't with me, so you're against me basically. And so. He, uh, from there I was, I told God, I mean, that was such a public embarrassment moment. You know, he literally kicked me out of the church. And so that was one part of it. The other part of it is that these are the only men and women of God I really knew at the time. And uh, I didn't know that I was actually being spiritually abused for years and, um, you know, working through it with my therapist. So it's great to, to, you know, we, we don't have to talk about mom for a while. We can listen, you know, to this, uh, podcast, but anyway, uh, yeah, so we, uh, so I had just got out of that situation. Fern had just got out of prison. We met at a Rio station. It was like we were transitioning out of our lives into really what God had for us. I, I always believed that like before God calls you, there's a training period, right? So it's like David had to kill uh, a lion and a bear before he could slay Goliath. And so there's a, there's a process that you have to go through that refines you. And we're still in the process, I believe that. But for me and Fern, it was, uh, for Fern, it was like, God had to get his attention. For me, it was like God had to get my attention. And uh, this is the best way uh, he knew how to do it, I guess, uh, or just use the situation for our advantage. But I, I just, I believe that God can take any situation and, and, and flip it on its head and, and make use of it, um, even as bad as it gets. Um, and I believe that it's like our job as believers to have that, our testimony is like a muscle. And as we begin to use that muscle, we can lift people out of the holes that they're in. So me and Fern, we met about 10 years ago. I ramble a lot, Will, so I'm really, oh, no, you're, you're, you're falling asleep on me? Come on, no, Will. Am I boring you? No, I'm just kidding. Not, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding, Will. All right. This is going to be the most viewed having fun podcast, so I'm excited. Um, and so, yeah, we just met. We started doing music, and then it kind of just took off from there. There was just this period where we just went viral before the term came out viral we were just going viral um with songs and music and we just definitely had a different perspective in the way we viewed faith and the way we viewed god um you know we 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 believe that we're just a work in progress that um although you know some people will be like well we're still sinners no we're saints we're saved but we're in the sanctification process mm -hmm. and that's hard and it's 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 hard to look like it takes people years to look like you know god and like jesus and so that's the goal is to look like jesus every single day and uh you know we fail and we get it right sometimes but we fail and i think it's important to make make 
Christianity this, it's a belief system that allows you to fail properly, allows you to understand you made a mistake, we can grow from it, and, and, and you know, don't let those mistakes hold you down because God has given us forgiveness. He's given us the power um, over the grave. He's, he's defeated death. And so we live supernatural lives as we grow as Christians. And so I just believe, and we've seen in our own lives, God's hand transform lives and us. And so we're all work in progresses. So I don't know where you're at right now listening to this podcast, but um, just know that you might feel like you are completely trash. You're trash, kid. Um, you might feel like that. But Listen, God has a plan for you. And you might feel like you're the best. And let me tell you something. You're not the best. God still has a plan for you. Kill that fly right there. Will. You I see that right there? Oh, friend almost got oh, it. Man. There's so <laughs> much happening here, and you're just like, what's going on in this podcast? Get that fly. Friend's really quick with it. Yo, Slapped it. it. Yeah. yeah. Um, anyway, yeah. So there's uh, that's how we met, and that's how we both came to the Lord. I was going to like let you guys know. Uh, if I could share my little story with you nah, guys. No, no, please don't. That... I'm just, come on, Will. Let's go. We're family. Yeah. yeah. So... Uh, you know, I grew up in a very uh, domestic violent home. I grew up in a small reservation in Idaho. I, you know, I, uh, my dad was a, you know, alcoholic. He was always, like, I never saw him sober, like, as a kid. And my dad, or my, and my mom, she, uh, my dad was really abusive towards her. And so she uh, ran away from all of us. And she ended up, uh, I believe she uh, stabbed two people and she ended up going to prison. So she was in prison the majority of my childhood. And then my dad was, uh, we, especially on a reservation, like the tribal police can't do much, you know, like they knew that, they knew that us kids were living in this situation and they, we were kind of trapped in that. So I grew up with a lot of fear. I grew up with like my arms up, you know, I'm like ready to defend myself. And, you know, you would think, you know, my brothers, I have uh, three older brothers, and you, you think they would be the ones, like, protect you, you know, cheer you on, be your number one supporter. I was getting bullied a lot in school, and, you know, I was made fun of of my appearance. I was made fun of because, you know, my voice is so deep, you know, all these things. Now, there first was... off, I love your voice. <laughs> I'm getting very white vibes. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. So, like, yeah, and... I would go to my brothers and, you know, I'm like, hey, man, these kids at school are bullying me. He helped me with, like, can you say something? They would just jump right in, you know, and they'd make fun of me, too. So I, uh, you know, I grew up in this whole hopeless situation. I was like, man, I I just, you know, I grew up in these uh, traditional ceremonies that we do as well. My dad is actually one that was running the whole thing, and, you know, I I was next one up, and... So I, uh, time goes on. It was after, you know, I was one of those kids. Uh, I think I'm still one of those kids. <laughs> so yeah, that that was like, uh, go straight home, play video games and just chill. You know, I came home one day and my brother, he, uh, barged into my room. He like literally picked me up by the shirt, you know, and he was like, he's like, you're a fat loser. You go get a life. You should be in here. You need to get out of here. Like, well, he always coming home like he was going at it and he was like in my face he flopped me and then kicked me on the back of like back of my shoulders and you know i stayed on that floor like okay yeah he's he's right you know what i mean mm, like I yeah like all right no friends and you know no family no nothing you know what i mean so i was like well what else is there you know what i mean and as time goes on uh 
there's a man by his name's Bill Picard. You know, I always give him. If it wasn't for God, you know, if God didn't put him in my life, man. So I was I was running late to school and I was you know rushing and so uh, Bill Picard saw me in the distance and he was yelling my name like Hey Will Will and I was. And who is he? Uh, he's like a leader in my life, a mentor. But is he was how did he was he on the reservation? Oh yeah, he was okay. on yeah. He's actually because uh, he, you guys are in the reservation. It's basically you guys are community. Yeah. So he had to be a part of that. Yeah. While you're running to school. Yeah. So, run. yeah. so he actually uh, he was. He's like one of those one of those guys on the res, uh, the council. So oh, wow. uh, yeah, he, he, he was a big dude, like big uh, top of the council. Like I, I would say he was up there, but he's really well known on the reservation, and somehow he knew about me. And so he was like, "Hey, is your name William Axtell?" I was like, "Yeah, that's me." And he was like, "Hey, man, we're going to this conference called Warrior Leadership Summit. You should come." And I'm like, "Yeah." He was like. So this this whole mindset, you know, it's it's funny, like I wouldn't say it's funny, but I actually went to a party. You know, my brothers and my dad always drank. You know, they always ran to the bottle. You know, and at the, as a kid, I always seen my dad like that. I was like, I don't want to be like that. You know, I don't want to be like my dad and drink and come home and abuse his family. Like, so I actually ended up just going to this party that I heard about. You know, I go to this party and I went to the restroom. You know, I looked in the mirror. And, you know, I just, I just saw my dad. I was like, here. I said I wasn't gonna be like him. Here, doing the same stuff he's doing. Like, what the heck? So that all happened, and then uh, I went to the. I decided to come here. You know, World Leadership Summit with Bill and Lori. I was like, I uh, would love to come. You know, just to see what it's like. Yeah. Off the reservation because I never left the How reservation. How long was this? Or was this recent? Uh, no, it was like uh, I want to say uh, 11 years ago. Yeah. Oh wow, wow, wow! So as I, you know, time goes on, I uh, they gave us a journal, and this is where I started journaling, started writing like poems and stuff like that. And as I was journaling, you know, I was, they asked this, they asked me this question, and the question was, "What do you expect at this conference?" You know, so I was like. Yeah, yeah, I was going like I was almost writing a whole book. <laughs> so I was like, yeah. And what I was writing, I remember I was like, traditional ceremony is not helping. These drugs, alcohol is not helping. These relationships are not helping. Like, all right, let me uh, just come here and give this a try, you know. And at the very end of my uh, paper, I was writing, I was journaling. I say, you know, this conference doesn't help me or change me. I'm just going to go home and uh, take my life. And as time goes on, you know, I'm like, that was my whole intent. You know, I was like, I just want to see what it's like off the reservation. None of these things were helping. I don't want to go back to my family. I don't want to go back to that hurt. And, you know, last night was night two where we saw, I think there was like at least a little over 100 kids that gave their life to Christ last night. And that was something that I was I was in that crowd, and I was one of those kids that responded to just responded to the gospel because Jesus. I really heard these three words in my head, like you know, it's something that I like, I can think back to my childhood years. I never heard my dad, my mom, my brothers, my so-called friends say these three words, and what those three words was, "I love you." Mm-hmm. And you know, like how you say, like, you ever feel like trash? Like man, I felt like trash. I was like, bro, I. I was treated like junk my whole life, you know, like, that's 
who that's how I I identified myself with like I am trash, but Jesus was like no you're not trash you're you're, you're yeah you're my masterpiece you know, so ever since then I would never would imagine you know be here hoping that this conference helping these young kids you know like seeing them give their lives to christ i'm just like blown away it's like a full man. circle moment how, how long was the, is this when was the first time you came to this conference what uh year? 2011. Got you. Wow. yeah and the reason why i wanted to share that with you guys uh there's plenty of kids that may have same uh, yeah you're, you're like you're you're the misfit mascot yeah you know what i'm saying you're exactly the demographic that we sing for and that we and that we do this stuff for uh, at the end of the day. You know, we've all gone through our stuff. Um, but when I hear the story, like I I know you guys didn't really hear me make too much noise because I'm sitting here, I'm I'm being impacted by this story, my God. Like for real. Yeah. Like I've been alive a long time. I'm not gonna say how long, but I'm gonna tell you that, man, I've never heard a story like that. Mm -hmm. I haven't. I've heard crazy stories, but that's a that's a very uh I don't know, man. I'm being touched in a different way because you're standing right in front of me, and the Lord's working. You got you got a podcast. You're at a yeah. major show tonight. You're chilling with us, and we're chilling with you. But it's just a beautiful thing to see what the Lord can do, man. Mm. I'm seeing it's it's wild, man. I'm a little emotional about it, man. Just so yeah, you know. yeah. So like one thing that I you know by God's grace, you know I always said my arms up. Yeah. You know by God, you know by the power of Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit, I'm able to have my arms open now to my family because you know i was actually able to say like i hey, forgive you dad wow you know and i forgive you mom i forgive you my brothers like it's all love here because so yeah all around you? yeah wow. but they're they're still they're you still know yeah but yeah. they i wow. let them know it's like by you saw through jesus that i'm able to forgive wow you know? I love that. it's hurt people you know i was gonna say this while you were telling the story i didn't want to interrupt but no, hurt people hurt people yeah you know and i don't know what it's not an excuse for us to act out um, but when people are hurt, they are in survival mode, and mm. it seems like your dad, your mom, and your brothers, and you all went through a lot of hurt, and what we do with that hurt um, defines us, you know, and so you're using your hurt to help others, to reach others, and um, I think it's incredible. I think that the gospel is, is literally living it through your life. The idea that you could forgive somebody who's wronged you so deeply um, I don't know if I could do that. And there's people in my life who are have hurt me in the past, and I always say I'm over it, but I'm not. And so I, I know that that's, that is a miracle in a sense. So that's amazing to hear that, Will. And uh, I'm so glad that we got to meet you and that we become family through this. Yeah, definitely. Um, I do like your voice, though. I think you have a really... <laughs> yeah, I, I'm reading some of the comments online, and the, the ladies saying that they love your voice, yeah. Will. So <laughs> I think you got to keep... Don't 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 do any dynamics. Just keep it low, Barry White style. That's yeah. how we make, make the people... You make us feel real comfortable. Yeah. It's a good vibe, yeah. ASMR yeah. voice. I love it. I just need you to read the Bible. Just like just hear the Bible in your voice. <laughs> you and Morgan. You can yeah. go on tour with Morgan, yeah, Freeman. Yeah, with Morgan you Freeman. Freeman. Yeah, you and Morgan Freeman. Iconic voices. Yeah. I was gonna ask you guys one last question. Is that Let's cool with you guys? Yeah. Uh, no, there you go. Um, come on, Will. Come on, Will. Come on. Yeah, I got the sign. Yeah. And, yeah. What did the sign say? Wrap it up. Wrap it, wrap, up. Wrap okay, it up. Okay, no, we, we, we're here, bro. We're All, right. All right. So I was gonna ask you guys, like, you know, with, I mean, it's, if you guys feel free, feel free to answer it. If it's, I don't want to, you know, come at it wrong or anything. Yeah, I can't wait. Now you're like making nah, words. Forget nah, that nah, question. Nah. Go to another. Yeah, what was this question? Tell nah, me. I was like, <laughs> I, what? What is the challenge? You know, to have uh, a big platform. You guys have like, you know, like you know, 
eyes are on you the platforms there yeah. what what's the what would you say like a challenge would be having that high of a platform i, I would say uh it's kind of like what i was saying earlier is like you know you we've we worked really hard to be where we're at and um you know we have fun and we like to have enjoy the moment and, and we enjoy um not taking ourselves too seriously because you know we love people we love connecting to everybody and we know that everyone has everyone has a story whether it's um, perfect story or not an imperfect story but no well, no one's perfect but it's just you know we all come from different places and I, I it's like I said before don't you you I have sometimes there's like a reset button that I feel like God causes us to press sometimes and it's like um, don't forget that you prayed for the miracle and don't get too comfortable walking in the miracle that you forget that you're literally in a miracle mm -hmm. and so like I think about your story you know like you 11 years ago you accept the call to God and you're like God I wish I could do this and then you get to do it and then you're like uh all right I wish it was bigger I wish it was better but no like there's a process to this and I think even like David in the Bible you know like David becomes king and then he you know uses his power to kill a guy's uh, a girl's a girl's husband you know into Bathsheba and then like like he he you when you start to take advantage or you start to not appreciate the miracle that uh, God has given you, I think there's drastic consequences. We're I bet you could find somewhere in Scripture that talks. Maybe maybe even the, the Scripture where the guy gets healed and only the one guy comes back and says, thank you, like, I love you, you're God. You know, like, maybe that's... Uh, there's some theolo theological way to connect that, but I know that when you're in the miracle, and I can tell you this, if you prayed and you've worked hard for something, be appreciative, be grateful, be thankful, Absolutely. and I think that that fuels God. Um, I always feel like God's a words of words of affirmation. You know, love. He, he needs to hear, "I'm grateful." I'm, th you know, enter his courts with thanksgiving. Enter, you know, praise. Like there's levels to this, and so I would say, um, whoever wherever you are in your life, um, whether it's good or bad, the vision you have for your life don't get don't get to the place where um, you're too comfortable in the miracle, and and just sometimes take a second, breathe. Look around and just appreciate where you are. It's true, man. I, I could speak personally from that. Just even in the last few, in the last few months, we just finished writing an album, and there was moments. There was a moment there that I, you know, insecurity tried to creep in, and just unsureness of something I've been doing all my life. You know what I mean? Um, and I just remember I really had. I didn't. I didn't have. I'll tell you exactly how it happened. I didn't have like this big scientific drawn out conversation. But when I started feeling those feelings, I directly, because I know, I know where my faith goes to. So I directly, I remember I was in my backyard and I directly like looked up, I looked up. I was in my patio, so I'm looking at the metal tin roof, right? But I looked up and I said, God, I, I, I get it. Like I, I hear it. And, and I'll be honest, man, and we, we, we need another podcast. I want to tell the story one day on your podcast. But, um, but I was like not sure of myself and I've always been very sure of myself. And then I just started to wonder what was happening, you know, what was really happening. And I realized when I looked up and I said, God, what's going on? He's like, you've been relying on your own understanding. You've mm -hmm. been relying on your own. It's me. It's not you. You don't write. You, you, you use your hand. You move. But I made that. I made your wrist. You type. But I do that. You're breathing because, I, see, I, like he's literally writing it. So I had that moment. I shared with him and I shared with some other people. But uh, even now, the process is whenever I write because I know what happened is like, God, what we've written in the day. Mm -hmm. And just to piggyback off what you said, I think, I think the, uh, I can't think of the scripture, but you know, the, the uh, parable of the talents. Yeah. 
you know, how like he gave to the three gentlemen and he came back to see, you know what I mean? And I really tie that into me and I'll be so transparent. I was so comfortable in the miracle mm. that I forgot it was a miracle. And I was in prison praying for it. And I've been home and it just, it's real, dude. It, it can happen, man. And it happened to me. So now I'm in the process of walking out from that, walking out from that stronger than I've ever been. Mm. But it's tough. It's tough, especially when you know where you came from. You got the miracle. You're in the miracle. And now you're questioning them. Like, what? What's going on here? Why is this even? Why are you allowing these things to come into your mind? See, it's all mindset. And you got to protect your mind. That's, right. That's one thing I'll tell everybody. Right. If, we, if, if I make a point, because we've all dropped some jewels on this pod, but I protect your mind That's right. protect your heart protect your mind protect your eyes you know what i'm saying same way and marty knows i'm a big health nut you know i watch what i put in my body and this and that but it don't just mean food things that anything that can be consumed you know what i mean yeah it's like the story last week i was telling a story one here but i was we were watching i was watching the anthony bourdain yeah documentary and he killed himself on my birthday um june 8th 2000 a couple years ago and i was watching it and i literally had a dream and i saw myself hanging and it's, I know it's very explicit, but um, I lit, like my conscious picked up what I was watching because I was so obsessed. And so, um, yeah, I, I feel like you gotta watch, like what friends say, you gotta watch what you watch, you listen to. Um, like sometimes, like I've in the past, I've watched John Wick, and then I, I wake up and you know, in my dream, I'm shooting everyone. I'm like, how did? Because you're watching an action movie, you know. So sometimes, what you you it stays on you, and you gotta be careful of what that is. So whether it's um, movies or music or, or even what you're watching you gotta make sure that you're protecting your spirit your mind your soul so and real quick people would always say, i know people have heard that and could say that hey you guys are talking cliche but let me tell you something before when they used to tell you protect what you see back in the 90s or something that was they were talking about television yeah mm -hmm. and a movie theater possibly now protect what you see we're constantly seeing on our phones, on our hands, yeah, 24 that, hours a day. Right. So if you ever had to protect your heart, mind, soul, you have to do it more than ever. Yeah. You mm -hmm. know, so um, that's it, man. Shout yeah. out to everybody. We love you, Will. Yeah. Let's clap it up for yeah. Will on this play. Hey, <laughs> good you gotta do this, Will. That's no, you gotta come I, on. This, I love you, brother. Thank you yeah. so much for having us, man. Yeah, thank you guys. Like, this is really, you know, Something that I will look back a few years and like, man. Yay, much love to everybody yeah. on the rest. So. Yeah, uh, all over the United States, we got love for everybody. Yeah, we love man. you. Thank you again right. for Will for having us, man. All right, thank you guys. Peace out. I love you, Will. Peace.